over 30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. Yes, it is. Let's all come together and get it done. Get it done, Rosie Wright. Whatever it is you're trying to tackle around your house, home, castle, or cabin, we're here every Saturday morning, so you can phone us. Maybe you're in the middle of a project, you're stuck, and you're just not sure what that next step is. Or you're sure what that next step is, and you're sure you don't want to do it. (laughs) Well, we can help you either way, whether you're trying to tackle something or you need a referral for an expert in your particular neighborhood in Arizona Give us a ring. That's why we come every Saturday morning. You can reach us by dialing one 767 Now, there has been a COVID protocol answering um, message put onto that phone system. So when it answers, if you've got about all the COVID information you think you need, just press 1. And then Jennifer will pick up the phone and get your name, find out where you're calling from and what your question is, and we'll get to it just absolutely as quick as we can. I've got a question for y'all while I'm waiting for your questions. Have you ever heard of an organization called Zipia? Z-I-P-P-I-A, Zipia? I have not. They call themselves the, the career expert. Okay. They came out this week. They couldn't week. come up with a better name, and they're supposed uh, to be a career expert. They're a career expert. They came out with a study uh, ranking 99 cities as to the number one to the number 99 city best to be quarantined in. Oh. The number one best city to be quarantined in. So they're experts at job hunting, but they're putting out lists on best cities. To be quarantined in. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay, here's their criteria. I, I was, is it job-based? Um, not particularly. Oh? No. What is the average size apartment in that particular city? Hmm. Right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I know people quarantined uh, in apartments in New York City that are about the size of my master closet. <laughs> I would slip my throat. I, I, I don't think I could make it. So they take a look at the average apartment size of this each particular city. That's one criteria. The next criteria is the amount of acreage of city park available per resident. Okay. okay. So who's rich in public parkland area? Okay. Size of apartment. And public parkland area. But not necessarily just parkland, but parkland as it relates to how many people are in the... Just how much is accessible per citizen. Yeah. Okay. Third criteria, the percent of residents with broadband internet. That's a pretty critical metric on working from home, right? Today's modern, yeah. I mean, I've noticed if we're trying to do some video conferencing at particular times of day that seem to be The hot, bandwidth is maxed. I, I, can, I can feel it. If you move those meetings to like 4.30 instead of 9.30, uh, the, I, I perceive that the quality is much better. So the, the 
5% of residents with broadband internet. And then the last criteria, and Gary, you are at ground central, ground zero okay. for this one. The number of quality takeout food options. Okay. Okay. All right. South Scott's so, still, still pretty open for oh, takeout. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I do some takeout, but since this has can, happened, I've been doing quite a bit just to can, help them out. Can you do uh, like the fondue takeout from the vine? <laughs> <laughs> Never thought about that. No. All right. Not what, much of a fondue. What about gun. Sugar Bowl? Can I get a, a <laughs> banana split? Uh, I'll check on Sugar Bowl. I don't know if they're open now. Those are the four criteria. Okay. So the number one city to be quarantined in. Based on those four? Mm-hmm. Scottsdale, Arizona. Okay. <laughs> I believe it. Arizona. I absolutely believe it. Huh? Mm-hmm. How about that? 125 acres parkland per, city, per citizen. And that has a lot to do with the McDowell Mountain Preserve, <laughs> which, and, which kind of skewed things in Scottsdale's favor. <laughs> and, and, you know, you should see how popular it is, too. Oh, yeah? You know? Oh, yeah. There, There's some social distancings on the inclines. You've got the one, the slow people and the fast people and the... And of course, the rattlesnake issue too. You've got to keep a keep an eye out for them snakes. Well, uh, Arizona Game and Fish is shouting that all over their website. That look, we've got I think thirty nine snake bites across the That's state. That's what I this read. Year. In the Wickenburg Sun was thirty nine, and I don't think there's there's usually. I don't know. Way high per year. Well, I can tell you from the hiking I've done, I've seen more snakes this year in a shorter period of time than I've seen living here since 1966 um they are out in force and and it's it's just a natural cycle it is a natural cycle now i will also tell you uh back on the subject of quarantine cities chandler arizona made the top 10 okay so scottsdale and chandler now this goes hand in hand with that survey we brought out to everybody a couple weeks ago about the best cities in the land to work from home. And Scottsdale was in the, and Chandler were both in the top 10 there. So Arizona is home to a lot of great privileged opportunities. And uh, that, I thought that was a particular funny little. Now, for me, I'd go down to Ed Curry's neighborhood. I'd want to be quarantined in Pierce or Kansas Settlement <laughs> or Cochise. Oh, that's where I'd like to be quarantined. With all those peppers? Well, yeah, oh. with, yeah, with all those peppers and sandhill cranes and quail and wildlife and Ramsey Canyon and all those places. Absolutely. Oh, man. So, I don't know that you realize it, but, Romy, there has been what some people would call a big, big movement in bidets lately In, in in our mission, in our mission to become every Arizona homeowner's best friend, it's going to be our mission this hour to help every Arizona homeowner become toilet paper independent. Absolutely toilet paper independent. Kohler Plumbing Fixtures, Kohler Factory, says that their bidet 
toilets demand growth is 10 times the amount of any other growth of any other product they're currently manufacturing. <laughs> that includes that plumbing fixtures me. and... Of all yeah, the yeah. plumbing yeah. fixtures they make, <laughs> the bidet toilet is growing 10 times faster than any other product they have. And I'm sure they make the attachments that go with it, too. Oh, and yeah. Well, some of them, you don't even need attachments, babe. They come fully equipped. <laughs> let, 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 if you're in the market, Gary, let me just tell you some of the things you can get in a all bidet. Right. Uh, of course, heated seat. That's that's pretty standard anymore. Uh, but now the seats become uh, specially coated in a stain-resistant glaze that has antimicrobial properties. <laughs> we haven't even got started listing all the features. Uh, they're engineered for unparalleled personal hygiene and design excellence. Hey, you don't need your hands. Hands-free. Intelligent toilets, oh, and cleansing seats. Uh, that was the quote I already stated. It's growing 10 times faster. The toilet includes, here you go, a touchless automatic lid with an antimicrobial glaze, heated seat that turns off automatically after 48 hours of non-usage. You can customize your experience uh, by choosing the water temperature, the bidet position, the jet strength, and the air dryer temperature. Sounds like you're buying a car. You know, you got the heated seats. You've got. Does the, it oh, cost as much? Oh too. no! Wait, 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 wait. Oh, wait. Does it know, oscillate? It, it, <laughs> uh, it it does, but not that direction. Oh, uh, not that direction. It it, it oh. does that you can get them oscillating, buddy. That you exactly can. Now, uh, Kohler makes one called the. I don't know if you pronounce it Numi or Numi. It's it's heavy. It, it, this is right straight out of the manufacturer's catalog. The Numai is heavy on the tech with a wireless touchscreen remote in 12 languages. <laughs> it's a different experience depending on your language. And, and a heated seat, a foot warmer, a Bluetooth speaker, and an integrated nightlight. How much time are you spending in there? <laughs> Well, with a Bluetooth speaker and a nightlight and a foot I mean. warmer, you know. It should come with a language book for dummies, you know. Oh, if you don't man. know Spanish and, and uh, you say something in Spanish and it's incorrect and suddenly the dryer goes on, you know. Well, <laughs> well I wonder what the back order uh, and, and log is. None of them still as groundbreaking as Tim the Toolman. Remember he put a recliner on him? That's right, a reclining <laughs> toilet. Now, I'm going to tell you a short story and then we're going to get to the phone callers. Kathy and Karen, we're going to get right to y'all. We have an open line if y'all want to jump in, one 767 But I was first introduced to the concept of a bidet many years ago, back in, I want to say it was the mid-70s. And a lot of the homeowners that we were remodeling homes for just kind of poo-pooed the idea. They said, you know, that's, that's for civilizations that don't have showers. We, we have baths. We take showers every day. That's really not for Americans. That's for other places. And then I helped my sister finish building her house on Flathead Lake in Montana. And she was moving from Japan to Kalispell, Montana, to Flathead Lake, Summers Bay. And she had bought this Japanese toilet bidet. And, and she had been living in Japan. Yes. And I had, 
I was there on the job when the plumber, uh, old cowboy from Plains, Montana, in about a 1972 F-100, just like the first one I ever bought from Santa, shows up with this toilet. And he is laughing. I mean, he is laughing his hat off. And he says, this toilet comes with a plug. <laughs> electrical plug? So he or, called the, Or like a boat plug to no, drain No, an that. electrical <laughs> plug. So he, he, call, he calls the electrician. He says, did you put a plug up there in the master bathroom behind the toilet? And the electrician said, did I do what? <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. It was, that was my introduction to the age of bidets. But I will say this. I'll come clean here. For the, for the clients we've installed them for in the last 10 years, they will never not have a bidet. And the they, recommend- will ne- they will never not have one. The recommendation, if you're remodeling your bathroom, is to go ahead and put that plug in there because sooner or later you probably will have You one. will have it. Absolutely. Now, that I'll be brief on it, but I mention <laughs> it every time it comes back to this is, you know, that's more water use. And is that a smart thing to do in the desert? Well, all of our water that's flushed down into city sewers is cleaned and reclaimed. Well, how much water does it take to grow the trees? How much water does it take to make the paper? How much water does it take to transport? How much does it take to go buy it, get it to your home, use it? And then what do they clean water with at the wastewater treatment facility? What do you clean water with? You clean it with water. So by removing paper products out of our reclamation system, out of, out of the sewers, it's actually probably the best water-saving thing we could do for our system and save our municipalities money in cleaning the, the supply and, you know, it's well, less, less use of, of natural resources. Well, like I say, the, the movement in bidets, some could even call it huge. <laughs> oh, here you go, Gary. There's your parody lyrics right there. Wipe this down. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> That's the lyrics in this song? Oh, no, 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 no. Not the original. Oh. <laughs> Write this down. Write this down. Oh, oh. So I was giving him oh, the, the line oh. for a new parody song. Wipe I got this it. down. I got it. All right. <laughs> Let's welcome Kathy into the conversation. Good morning, Kathy. What do you got going on this morning? Well, good morning. Um, I was telling Jennifer, um, I got a puppy who is uh, rearranging the um, irrigation system in my backyard. And I'd like to know it's got to be replaced, repaired, and hopefully something that will that she can't destroy again. Oh, boy. What could I do? Yeah. And, uh, Kathy, I'm guessing... It's the little black tubing that the puppy's digging yes. up and chewing on? Yes. He loves it. Yeah, they do. How old is this puppy? She's 10 months. Okay. All right. Well, I'd wait about another six months before I did anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But I will tell you this, man. Of course, I, I, I deal with puppies all the time. Uh, we raise uh, uh, German short hairs and English pointers, so I'm, I know what you're dealing with. Um, and they do love that. Now, what I end up doing at my house is I actually installed a PVC sprinkler system. So all of the half-inch diameter and three-quarter-inch diameter piping is done in PVC. 
And then when you get, I think that's excellent. And then when you, but when you get to where you want the water dispersed, there's a special attachment that then you go right back to that little black spaghetti tubing. And that's what they love chewing on. But then all you've got to deal with is, is, you know, six inches going back to that fitting. You kind of take a little hand shovel, clear it away and you just, and that's very easy tubing to replace uh, and make sure there is a ton of other chew toys available for the puppies to chew on. But, uh, there, she, what, what breed is this dog? She is half Roddy and half Chesapeake Bay Retriever. Okay. All right. Uh, well, I, like I say, at 10 months, I'd, I'd give her about another five or six months where she's going to be really chew heavy. Uh, but then it'll probably tone down a little bit, but consider replacing all the half inch and larger tubing, black tubing with PVC pipe. That'll also help. I don't know if, if you have the problem. I have the problem in my house. Gophers love chewing that stuff too, and you're forever fixing it. So you go in with the PVC and then you just put little six inch whips of what's called the spaghetti tubing and whatever appropriate size head you need on the top of that, a, a gallon or a half gallon or a quarter gallon a minute, and you go from there. Uh, Kathy, we certainly appreciate the call. Good luck with the Roddy Chesapeake Mix, and uh, thanks for tuning in to Rosie on the house. I got this new puppy myself, and I love this dog. I mean, I've loved this. I've loved this dog more um, almost any other dog I've ever had. But it has this tendency: it digs cantaloupe-sized holes in, and not in the not in the volleyball court, not in the bocce ball court, but just in the middle of my lawn and it it just drives me absolutely yeah. nuts and i'm trying to figure out what is he trying to get to he goes down as deep as his nose will go the size of a grapefruit and they're like little miniature bomb holes all over my tiff lawn <laughs> how old is buck now june uh going on about nine months oh. about the same about the same lulu is going on six weeks Oh boy, you got a long way to go. We were walking on the lawn at 1.30 in the morning last night. Oh yeah. All right, y'all come on in. Come skipping in. Toe tapping in. Smiling big. Come on into my house. Rosie on the house. Let's welcome Karen into the house, calling from Glendale. Let's see how we might be able to help her out this morning. Good morning, Karen. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. Let's see if let's see if we can help you. Okay, I have a a uh, it's actually a rental home of mine, and um, the the stucco the home was built in '86. Um, it's pretty pretty good shape, but the stucco is coming off in patches. Um, Around the uh, bottom, the, the bottom of the home, close to the sidewalk, and I'm wondering if I need to do restucco the entire home, or if I can have a stucco company come in and uh, patch the stucco that is coming off. Karen, I would guess that this is a framed home, not a masonry home. Correct? Yes, that's correct. You know, yeah. Okay. All right. 
Uh, and when I'm looking down where the stucco meets that sidewalk, that front walk area, does the stucco go straight down or does it make a step back to the concrete stem wall and then goes down to the slab? Straight down. Straight down. Okay, there's the dilemma. Um, and that's not unusual for a home in this era, in the 80s. Uh, when we changed the way we did stucco work in the 70s and the 80s for a little while i will tell you the majority of the industry was doing it wrong and i'm suspicious that yours was done wrong too but it's salvageable you won't have to restucco the whole house what we're going to do is we're going to get in there and do a little pressure wash and get everything that's loose off and then we're going to use a concrete a cement bonder and we're going to paint that on the bottom two or three feet of your wall right there and then we're going to use a cementitious epoxy product that we will then match exactly the texture that's on your house right now we let that cure we paint it and the problem is fixed forever okay. so you don't have to restucco um, your whole home Okay, and so how will they match the paint so it doesn't look like a, a kind of like a botched up All, mismatched paint? The, when was the last time the house was painted? Probably original back in 1986. Oh, then we're probably going to have to, at the very least, Karen, we're going to have to paint from one corner to another corner. We're not going to be able to just stop in the middle of a, of a wall. We're going to have to go in and run it to a obvious uh, stopping point. But if the but if the house hasn't been painted since the 80s, I'm sorry, dear, but I have to tell you, it, it's due for a paint job, too. That might be one of the reasons the stucco is chipping, because we don't have a good enough weather protection uh, holding the moisture. Moisture is what's called, causing your problem, okay? Just know that. Uh, and this epoxy-based stucco is going to be moisture impervious. Uh, and then you paint it, and you're done for good. But a, a, a good coat of paint might be a long ways. And if, you, if you'd like, uh, get to the house and take some pictures of it good and up close and send it to me at info at rosieonthehouse.com this week. And uh, I'll take a look at it and put your – I'll have your email address, and I'll get back to you, and we'll just verify that my suspicions are correct. All right, Miss Karen, appreciate the call. Thanks a million. It's that time of the show where we always go to our Rosie on the House tip of the week. Our weekly to-do, keep up on top of all the little things that need to happen around our home, castle, or cabin to keep up with, uh, so you don't end up with a huge honey-do list. Uh, one task a week is manageable. And this time, uh, we're focused on the garage door care. Uh, this is something that if you have a garage door, the best thing you can do to see if you are, in fact, in need of a garage door service, mm -hmm. or if your springs are tired, pull the release, the emergency release, and then lift the door up halfway. And if it stays, decent shape. Good test. If it can't hold Droops, itself. Droop, like a little droopy <laughs> eyelid. <laughs> Coming down, well, those, those springs are close to... Uh, they're, they're, they're worn, and they're close to breaking is the next step. Uh, so that's a good indication you need to go ahead and schedule for that repair to happen. And some of the things that they'll do while they're there, they'll because uh, a garage door spring is not something you do yourself. Do not. That is not a do-it-yourself project. Do not touch it. Do not even think about touching it. 
that that the pressure that that tension is under to help aid the lifting of these very heavy doors up and down multiple times a day. I mean, that's that's probably the hardest moving unit if you've got a garage door uh, in, in your entire home. And definitely the heaviest. Absolutely. So, And then this is the time of year as well, spring and summer. We're probably a little past it in the spring, but just depends on what time you leave for work and your commute and how your garage door is oriented, whether you're leaving or going home, the sun can interfect, it affect the safety cat eyes that garage doors use to make sure they never crush anything. Those little electronic beams that talk to each other at the bottom of the door, you can trip them and it sends the garage door back up. The sun can be so bright at times, and if it's shining directly into the receiving side, it can block out the infrared from the other unit and you can't close it and you know as if you happen to have and you probably do right now (laughs) an extra roll of not toilet paper but the cardboard roll inside you can tape that over the top of the receiving side that the light's shining on and that gives it a little cave to protect the light from shining directly on it so you can operate that garage door without having to do it you know get out you pull your gr- your car, your vehicle in, you go over there, you stand where you're physically blocking and shadow. you're creating the shadow. Then you hit the button and you close it. And then you walk around and go and use the, the inside door. <laughs> All right. So that's the Rosie on the House tip of the week, sponsored and brought to you this week by A Authentic Garage Door Service. You can complete that task once you're done checking the springs in your Rosie on the House home maintenance app. Set a reminder again. This one, probably not an every year thing, but probably better about an every two-year thing. Check that. Absolutely. You can even assign it to somebody in the house to follow up on it in two years. Be, be their turn next time to check. All right. One of the great things we love about Rosie on the House is the access to you, the Arizona homeowners. And when you hear us talking or covering a particular topic, many of you have tips to contribute as well. And I think that's what we have here. If we bring Julie into the conversation, she has some additional advice. Good morning, Julie. Good morning. I enjoy your show so much. And another quick comment for you. I just had day and night air come out um, and do my outside plumbing. And they did a wonderful job. Stampede plumbing. Yeah, you betcha. You betcha. So my tip for the caller with the puppy, I have a boxer rescue mix. She's about eight months old. Okay. And she, just a fun fact for you, she's digging craters in my grass and digging up rocks. Is the thing she's been after. But um, so my tip, though, she has left the garden hose alone, but she did discover my the hose I have hooked up to the air conditioner to drain into the yard the condensation. Okay. And she chewed a big hunk of it off. So my suggestion maybe to this gal is get an old hose and give it to the dog. Yeah, give it some get something else to occupy its time, huh? Yeah, it, it because it's still chewy and all that good stuff. Absolutely. And, oh so my question too for you is um I cannot get my the faucet off of my garden hose. The end of it, it's so um, it's so corroded. 
I've been trying some lime away and vinegar and baking soda and stuff like that. It's a good hose. I would really like to be able to use it. Um, I was wondering if you might have any suggestions on something I could try to get it off of there. You you can't unscrew a lawn a, lawn, a garden hose from your hose Correct. bib. From it's it's frozen yes. onto the hose bib. Yes, sir. Okay, well, if if you grab that garden hose nut with a pair of channel locks and start cranking it in a counterclockwise direction, uh, you're going to break it loose. But you could also break loose the connection between the hose bib and the skeletal plumbing system. So you've got to put a counter pressure on that hose bib. So you may have one person holding maybe with a large crescent wrench or another large pair of uh, vice grips, uh, hold the hose bib. And then take a pair of channel locks, as long a pair as you can to get the maximum leverage you can, and just spin that baby counterclockwise. Uh, one thing that does work good when it's brass to brass like that is you can actually take a, a plumber's torch, and this works sometime, just heat the nut up. Don't heat up the, the garden hose, don't melt the hose, and don't heat up the uh, hose bib itself. Just heat up the nut, expanding it just a millifraction, and sometimes that's all you need to break loose a brass-to-brass connection. So there's a couple ideas. Your idea of of the uh, um, CLR, uh, the rust uh, uh, remover, uh, uh, any oil uh, might help if you just let it sit overnight and whatnot, but really... There's nothing there other than minerals that are holding that together. And nothing more than a little brute force is going to solve it. Just don't brute force it to cause a bigger problem than you already have. Julie, thanks for the tip on the pup. Good luck with the new pup. And good land. thank you for the kind words about Stampede Plumbing uh, and one of our proud Rosie on the House certified service providers. Let's see if we can jump all the way down to Tucson and bring Miss Diane into the conversation and help Diane. Good morning, Diane. Hi, Rosie. Thank you for taking the call. You betcha. Uh, okay. We had our house painted. We have a stucco home. Okay. And we thought it was a reputable painter because he had done a lot of the other homes in the neighborhood, did a fantastic job. I don't know what he did to ours, but... When he did the caulking, he left wide lines of caulking, and the paint will not cover the caulking lines. (laughs) Yeah, and so we took it to the Registrar of Contractors, and the the Registrar ruled in our favor, and the painter has to fix it. We want to make sure that it's fixed correctly, so what would you recommend? Well, the the caulk is not coming out of where he applied it it's just so prevalent that it we call that flashing you just see it the the paint kind of accentuates it am i interpreting that vision correctly that's correct okay well it's a pretty simple fix diane uh that what the guy ought to be doing is taking an elastomeric caulk with a little bit of texture to it maybe he's going to add some sand to it this is what i would do and I would, I would just daub it right over the top of that caulk. You've got to get down 
to a point where it will adhere good, but he's really just going to be applying some texture to that area and then probably repainting it, and that'll probably eliminate that particular aspect of the paint job that we call flashing. It just flashes out at you. It just shouts out at you. So that would be my guess. That's how I would probably try and deal with it. Uh, it, it, It's a shame he didn't use textured caulk to begin with. It would have solved the whole problem, elastomeric textured caulk. But he didn't, so now he's just going to have to go over the top of it. And I generally do that uh, with a uh, a, a what we call a margin trowel and then I just take a sponge and I dab it over the top and it pretty well feathers it out thins it out and camouflages it to where you you may see it when he's all done because you'll know exactly where to look but for anyone else walking down the street and looking at your home they won't notice it <laughs> Where else could you be that you could be enjoying a beautiful day like to this, like this? Oh, man. You got to love our Arizona. Best place to be quarantined. That's what they say. Hallelujah, baby. All right. What's your takeaway from today's three-hour program, Mr. Romero? Oh, we had a lot to cover today. I, uh... Always enjoy the farm fresh hour and everything that they bring in and the $23 billion ag industry that we have here locally. Ed Curry from Cochise County was in. That was good. Uh, uh, just a, a ton of information and uh, it, so much shared. There was no way to retain it all and the, the time listening to it once. I did, I did put on Facebook the most important thing to remember, and that is where to find his salsa. We went okay, ahead, we all went right. ahead and Santa our Cruz. share. That's right, SantaCruzChili.com. And, uh, yeah, I love to support our local farmers. I love farmer's markets. I love any of the grocery stores that carry local. They just work really hard, and it's, it's really great to be part of getting the word out for them. Well, you sure would not want to get into a, a pepper <laughs> trivia contest with that guy. Like, like Stephanie Smallhouse says, uh, no matter who you are, when you finish talking to Ed, your IQ, IQ is up. doubled. <laughs> I feel bad for his wife. Mm. It's like, <laughs> he's, I don't know if he spends more time uh, researching peppers than staying at home, but I mean, he threw some terms out there and that's when I brought up the per- periodic table for chilies. Yeah, right. I, I, it still blows my mind how technical he got, you know, but well, I'm glad you said, hey, just remove the uh, vein inside as you like it and you can adjust the heat. Yeah, you, you can actually regulate the heat you take into your cooking by how much of that vein, he called it something else, but. He gave me the permission to say vain because he said common folks call it vain. So I fit that ca- I fit that definition really good. Exactly. You can cut some of that vein out and it takes the capsine. What, what, what's the, the heat? Yeah, it takes the heat out. Um, and, 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 and some of those hotter peppers actually have, I think, a better flavor. But they're so hot you can never get down to the flavor. <laughs> So now you know how to regulate. Yeah, so now you know how to kind of bring the flavor alive without having to endure the agony and the pain of the 
of the heat. So I think per, the term is capsaicin. I think you're right. Okay. Thank you very much. So, or sizin. So yeah. Really, really yeah. enjoyed Ed Curry and Stephanie Smallhouse joining us, along with Julie Murphy from the uh, Arizona Farm Bureau in, in the outdoor living segment this morning. We got outside, that's for sure. And all the new direct-to-market beef raisers. Yeah. You know, a lot of them do are in the past, you know, you would sell mass quantities to, you know, big, big processing plants. And a lot of them have started just by demand supplying local direct-to-consumers. So you can find those at fillyourplate.org. Uh Nine o'clock, Randy Cole, man, he had a lot of new things up well, his that, sleeve. Well, that new energy saving service that he's giving, particularly commercial building owners, of actually you're getting a capital improvement with no capital investment at all, and it creates a positive cash flow immediately from day one. It's, it's a win-win-win situation for everybody, anybody that has any amount of sizable electric commercial consumption uh, needs. And as well as his BioClean, uh, BioCide uh, product that actually actually creates a purified environment, uh, basically basically wet smoke bombs your home or your restaurant or your place of business and creates a biologically pure environment to start with. And this wasn't designed for, you know, this isn't anything new. Um Right, this has been this in has hospitals. Been and what it, they've been, hospitals and then what in the building industry is when you would get a water damage situation where yeah, you mold, need to yeah. go in and, and do some mold remediation. This was a great spot application for remediating the mold before you go back into your renovating part of and in your reconstruction part of whatever damage was caused so you're not, by water. you're not covering up any old mold. So right. Fox Valley Electric was here, joined us for the 9 o'clock hour, sharing those two new services. Uh, just a quick note, too. When we talked, when Randy and I talked for the article, he mentioned that even though it's, it's great for building owners, but if you're a company in a long-term lease situation, it's also something to consider. It'll pay for itself before mm-hmm. your lease is over. Absolutely. Yeah, so you can jump on board, um, and then and then we talked about this it, it, our our venture in trying to find out new ways to become your best friend is to get Arizona homeowners independent of toilet paper, <laughs> completely toilet paper independent, self sustainable by talking to you about the huge movement in the bidet industry. Uh, I'm I'm not kidding. There isn't one we've installed in the last 10 years where a homeowner would ever go back to a conventional toilet. And and that's the absolute truth. Y'all have a great week. Be blessed. Be safe. Stay strong.